On this week's episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast, Curtis chats with five-time number one racquetball player in the world, Sudsy Monchik, and his wife, Veronica, a five-time junior world champion and a third-place finisher in the Pan Am Games. They talk about racquetball technique, the ladies' professional racquetball tour Vero Beach Open coming to Vero Fitness, and all about how racquetball can be great for your health. Give it a listen. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. Here we go. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast. We are here at the Racquetball Courts at Vero Fitness. I'm with Sudsy and Veronica, and we're going to play a little racquetball while we do this podcast. You guys ready? We're ready. Thanks for having us. All let's right. So let's hit the ball around a little bit, and then we'll, uh, we'll get into it. So, <clears throat> oh boy, what am I doing? All right. So, Sudsy... <clears throat> Sudsy, you're the five-time number one player in the world, okay? Veronica, you've won the junior championships five times. You got third place in the Pan Am Games. When were those junior championships? Do you remember what years? Uh, I played when I was 10, so it would be 2002. Okay. 2002, 3, 4, 5. Five in a row? Five in a row, yes. And what years were your world number ones? Uh, 96, 97, 96, 98, 99, 2000, and 2001. Following the Yankees, huh? That's correct. Yeah, you like that. That is correct. Right? It was coincidence. So we are here at Vero Fitness. What's your technical title here? Are you the racquetball director? Do you have any affiliation with Vero Fitness? What? How's that work? Yeah, we, we Veronica and I run the racquetball program here. We're trying to get some more excitement and energy into it. Uh, and, and obviously, just have more people know what's going on back here. Because beautiful facility, beautiful club. We have these two great racquetball courts. And what racquetball brings to everybody as just in life, you know, health and fitness we just want to bring more awareness as well. So, and so we're standing on these new floors. How did you guys come to decide you needed new floors or redo them? What, what, what was the talk there? I know these these are old ports. So, Veronica, what what had you guys do this? Yeah, well, uh, we have the LPRT coming, which is a professional racquetball uh, tour, and you know we just decided that we needed a new look. Uh, there's a guy that we play Monday and Wednesdays here at the club. And he was like, you know what, I'll do the floors and let's put it for the event, for us, for the members. And Sati basically work all weekend <laughs> and wow. they redo it. So and these it are practically great. brand new, right? We just, I mean, this is how, how many days? Yeah, we've, yeah it, took us, it, it took us a good week. And okay. you know, racquetball players are super loyal. So one of the players, Keith Lewis, he's in contracting. And he looked at these floors and said, man, they need to be redone. And he's never done floors ever in his life. And obviously, neither have I. But I could tell you. If you the, played on them. You've never I've done played them. on them. But for the week, you know, we were here. I was hands and knees sanding. Uh, Keith kind of led the show and showed us the way. And we have these amazing new floors. And, and that was one of the best compliments. There was a soccer player that walked in. And he walked in and we were standing here. He goes, oh, my God, did you guys do, did you guys get new floors? And we said, no, we just. Some hard Just work. Redid them. Just some hard work. Let's hit the ball around a little bit. Let's uh, we'll get to talking about the LPRT here pretty shortly. Big event coming up, ladies professional racquetball. Oh, that's a doubles mistake. I bet. That is communication. Oh, uh, yes. we didn't. You have to say mine. Mine. I got it. I got it. Mine. So the LPRT, February seventeenth through the nineteenth. Okay, you're gonna have how many? How many ladies are gonna be playing in this? Uh, so far, we have 20, but we're expecting like 25 to 30. 25 to 30. And these are like the best players in the world, right? Yes. Okay. Top so, women's players in the world from all over. We're only going to be missing one out of the top 10 in the world. I yes. believe she can't make it from Guatemala. 
Okay. And uh, I know the big name that everybody's looking for is Longoria from Mexico, <laughs> That's right? That's right. Yes. Okay. She's the number one player in the she's world. She's the number one, yes. How do you get the number one ranking? I know you know this very well. So how do you get the number one ranking in the world? Yeah. So the, the Pro Tour setup, it's, it's a seasonal or, or now actually they just changed it to the calendar year is annual January to December. And, you know, the ladies in this case will be coming to our event here in Vero Beach and they're going to be playing for prize money and ranking points. So at the end of the year, you accumulate however many ranking points you have and you finish off the season where you may, depending on, you know, what you did over the season. Gotcha. So there is incentive for these people to come to Vero Beach and play in this Vero Beach Open. Absolutely. Money I mean, and points. Yeah, yes. money and points. That's what they're playing for. And then there's a lot of incentives that they get from their sponsors, you know, depending on where maybe they finish in the rankings. Uh, but, but yeah, the, you know, if you miss it, you fall back, you miss a lot of points. So not just prize money, but sponsor money is at, at risk too. So you'll be playing in this, Veronica? Yeah, of course. I'm playing for sure. Okay. And will you have singles and doubles? Uh, just singles, just doubles? How's yeah, that work? Yeah, uh, it's singles and doubles. Okay. Yeah. All right, so um, so you got prize money, you got the, sp the sponsors. I'm going to talk about sponsors. Sure. Are you looking for sponsors for this still, or are you kind of wrapped up with that? We're we're all set right now. You know, okay. we're really blessed and fortunate. Uh, Miller Value Partners and Patient Capital stepped up. They're going to be the title sponsor for the event. We also have uh, Frank Hotels, which is a great hotel. It's a boutique hotel. They have properties in Washington, mm -hmm. Oregon, and Florida now. The CJ, and uh, so that's real exciting. And then a few others, you know, that are locally, but not, but they are racquetball lovers and fans. And we want to bring awareness. And, you know, Curtis, you and I talked about it offline. We want Vero Beach to embrace it, see it, hopefully want to be part of it next year and uh, just do this for many years to come, you know, to bring these amazing female athletes here to, to Vero Beach and have a tournament every year. Yeah, well, as you guys know, and the listeners and the viewers know, I'm a, I call myself a Vero Beach evangelist. I like uh, when, when big things come here. We have great baseball players, racquetball players. We had a lacrosse thing that we were doing where we had, we were going to have 10 of the best lacrosse players in the world coming here. We got two because of COVID, but um, I'm a big fan of bringing people to Vero Beach. I love what you guys are doing. We're going to be here. We're going to be helping. We're going to be getting content on and off the court, uh, which I think will be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. You guys want to head around a little bit more? Let's do it. Yeah, I yeah. want to talk about some techniques. So I'm not going to stand up there. Okay. We're talking about the game of racquetball. Okay. okay? You said earlier, it's yep. chess at 180 miles an hour. <laughs> okay. Your first move in chess can be a multitude of moves. Right. I want to know what your preference is when you're in the service box. Sure. Yep. That okay. is. I don't know. Service box. Yes. When you're in the service box, what are you thinking? So, you know, when we get in the service box, this here is the service box. And ultimately, I want to hit a serve. And the rule is the ball has to go on a fly and has to come over this red solid line and bounce. Okay. And it then can bounce anywhere back here. Yeah. So your opponent, uh, Veronica could be my opponent in this case. Okay. She would be set to return the serve. So I want to ideally hit a serve that's going to force her to hit a weak return and give me an opportunity to score a point. Because right now you can only score when you're in the box. All okay. right. So I might get in and maybe Am my other way. What's that? Am I in the way? You could stay right there. All right. Well, I'll hit one over to her forehand side. I wouldn't tell her if we were really competing, but it would look something like this. So see how that ball went over that line? That serves good, that's in play. If it lands in front of that line, it's a full short serve, and then you get a second opportunity. Just like tennis? Uh, just like tennis. Okay. Yes. So I hate to say it like this. I know more about tennis than I do racquetball, sure. so that might be some of the references yeah, yeah. Uh, that I make. But uh, no, that's really cool. So, okay. Now, Veronica, do you have the same technique? Are you trying to get the, the returner in a bad position? 
week return? What are your thoughts when you're in the service box? Yeah, I mean, uh, ultimately you want a, a week return. The technique changes for everybody. You know, each person has their own technique. They use different serves and you really can serve million serves. You can use different positions. Like I like to serve from here, but I also like to serve from here, you know? So you can use all of these to make a, a good serve. And what are those little rectangles over there on the sides for? Can you not stand there? Sure, so that's a doubles. So the first box here is a doubles, line, a doubles box. If Veronica and I were playing doubles and I was serving, I she has to stand. If she's playing that side, she'd be in that box. That side. Or that right. side, okay? And then vice versa. If she's serving, I would go in the box and then Veronica would serve. Gotcha. And then as soon as she makes contact, we're, we're allowed to exit, okay? The other line that you see here, I know Andy can see it better down the line here, is this was created so that when somebody's serving, their racket and body can't go over that, it's called the three-foot line, and then come back down the same lane. So if I serve, my racket can't go over this line, and then the ball go right down. It but can I, go over and come correct. back. Correct. I can go over and hit another way. I also can't stand in it and do this, because then it's a screen serve. It's difficult to see. Okay. Yeah, also you can cross that line. So if you do this, you're out of just the like, serve. Yeah, that's a, that's a football, yeah. right. So if you're serving and you step completely over that line, that's a fall. Gotcha, all right. Got a little surf technique. We've learned a little bit about what you guys are trying to do with the returner. I wanna go a little bit further back to the, to the open. So we talked about the Ladies Professional Racquetball Tour Open, February 17th through the 19th this year. You guys are planning on doing it next year, right? We hope that's the plan, that's right. the plan. But we will do it a couple months later because we're learning, you know, we're learning through this process as well. And we found out that, you know, you know Vero Beach, apparently it's one of the busiest times of the year. This is, yeah, this is definitely season. It's when the snowbirds come down, it's when the visitors come down, it's warm here, it's cold up there, I call it paradise. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna throw the slider to you, the curveball or the, the, the tough serve now. Okay. Okay, what do you do about spectators? There's not gonna be any spectators this year, or very few, I guess, mm -hmm. the sponsors. Do you want this to grow into a spectator event? If so, how do you do it here? I mean, have you guys kind of gone over the logistics on that or? Yeah, the way, so the way we see it, we're, we're limited for space here, you know, mm -hmm. in, in this facility with these two courts, which is okay. But nowadays, and you know, I mean, look at this, right? We're online. So many things, so many sports are to be produced for television or streaming. And that's really what the model is that racquetball is trying to attack. Because we play on showcase courts also, but the most I've ever played in front of live, you know, as far as fans, and that's an all glass court, was about a thousand people. So we like to see those streaming numbers get up where people can see it at any time. Now live, if anybody can come out and watch, it's jaw dropping, it's amazing. But we are limited for space here. And uh, you know, we'll have the sponsors, we'll have some VIPs. It's open, people can come watch it. You know, we're not gonna charge them a ticket price, but they wouldn't be guaranteed a seat because if a sponsor or, or a VIP or a player or a coach needs the seat, they would take it. And but I'm we'll assuming the there'll be a streaming uh, service or streaming platform here for this event. Is there a way people can watch? Is it a pay-per-view? How will people be able to view this if they can't come here? Yeah, so there's LPRT, the Ladies Professional Racquetball Tour. They have their Facebook page where they stream it live to. And then they also at the same time stream it live to their YouTube page. So it's all live and then it's also archived. So you can go watch. I mean, that'd be great for your viewers and listeners to do also. Hey, just go punch in ladies professional racquetball tour. I'm sure you'll run into Veronica. You'll see kind of what it looks like from a, a professional standpoint, but they'll be streaming both courts live 
And yeah, there will be the uh, LPRT streaming bro, uh, production crew here awesome. doing it. Awesome. I want to hit some more. Yeah. Go ahead. I know you do. I'm excited. Right. Right. This is what happened. All right. So I'm going to try not to hit Andy, who's videoing this. Brave Andy videoing this while uh, you've got two people that can hit it 10,000 miles that. an hour. <laughs> and uh, he's ducking and dodging and dodging. And uh, I'm trying to get Veronica the ball, but I can't get it to her. Oh. oh. Hey, Bo. Get that, Curtis. So uh, Get that. Oh, I'm not getting that one. Get that. One bounce. There you go. Oh, oh that was tricky. Here, get this, too. All right, I'll get that. <laughs> oh, you're, you're going to be a ball now. Oh. All right, so I do have some questions here now. That's good movement, by the way. Seriously. Oh, no, I'm trying to. Yeah, that, that was good movement. More agile. So, Veronica, I saw you do yeah. something pretty cool. So you hit the ball off the back wall. Yeah. And it came all over here. So that's allowed. That You can use the whole court. The ceiling? You can use the ceiling? You can. Yeah, so everything. five surfaces you can hit off of and... Yeah, there's, there's some specific rules on the serve. It okay. has to hit the front wall first. Okay. And it can't hit the back wall on a fly. Okay. All right. You know, the general rules are you score when you're in the service box. There might be a rule change coming. So there might be rally scoring coming soon. Uh, you get one bounce. So what she did there, what you saw Veronica do, she'll do it again. Count the bounces. So maybe we're in a play. Ball's moving around real fast, 170 miles per hour, 140, whatever. She gets pushed back, but as long as the ball bounces once, she can hit it to the back wall. I'll show you. Ready? Okay. So she can, there's one bounce. She could do that to get it, it back. But it. she wouldn't, in that case, she yeah, should rip That it. would be more of like a, on the run, and she's just got to get it back. Got that's, it. That's to save the ball. You're, you're saving there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. It's a defensive ball. It's yeah. super defensive. Okay. Super defensive. So one thing I did want to talk to you guys about, you two are, I mean, I, it's funny, around town I call you the Babe Ruth of racquetball, okay? And you would be like, in my opinion, like the Serena Williams of racquetball. You, how do you guys meet? How do you get married? Do you guys have kids? I mean, talk to us about this, 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 uh, this connection. I, I love when she tells the story, but I might have to tell this story. <laughs> I, like, I like hearing it from her. So okay. Yeah. But no, you know, yeah, we both play racquetball. And, and one day, many years ago, uh, I, w I went to a racquetball tournament to a women's pro stop. So it is near and dear to my heart. I went to a ladies pro racquetball tournament. And when I went, I went to see my friend, Paolo Longoria, the okay. player. When I got there and I arrived, Veronica and Paolo were playing. Now, I had heard of her name. I knew she was a great player. I didn't know really where she was from or, you know, how old she was. She still has a baby face, you know. So, well, we were talking when I said junior <laughs> world champion. We didn't want people to think that this was like recent. Right. Time. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, she's she's okay. 30, you know, she's 30. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no. So, you know, Veronica was on the court and um, I just thought she was a fantastic, amazing racquetball player with incredible skills. Actually, one of the first thoughts I had, which was shared by another former number one player in the world, uh, unbeknownst, he said she could be number one in the world if she really wanted to be. Yeah, we, you know, and, and those were my thoughts. I watched, you know, Paola, she played a great match with her. It was the semifinals of a women's professional event in New Jersey. Uh, I watched the match. She came off the court. I just stuck my hand out. I said, hey, you know, great match. And um, I guess the rest is a little bit kind of history. <laughs> but So where was this? This where, was in New Jersey. In New yes. Jersey. Okay. But you were from Ecuador. Yes. All right. So how did you get into racquetball in Ecuador? I imagine you started playing before 10 because you yes. were the junior world champion. So. Yeah. I started when I was four. Okay. With my dad. So my dad was kind of a, like he built 
he helped, you know, Cuenca, which is my city, to build these concrete courts and, and then get a group of friends and play just for fun. And then he started getting into rules and traveling and all that stuff. So we were always part of it, you know, going to the club and seeing these courts and then start like hitting around. And me and my brother just fell in love with the sport. You know, we were just four, he was five, you know, and we will just play, you know, me and him. And that was it. And we just love it. And everything started from there um, at a selection, I'll say a team uh, built up. And my dad was the first coach, you know, ever in Cuenca. And then from there, everything started to like grow and, and we just started competing, you know, internationally. So my first event was when I was 10, leaving my country, uh, coming to Orlando to play the Junior Worlds. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, they, they something that's super different, you know, with racquetball internationally versus here in America is these international countries get so much government support. They get a ton of financial support. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars annually. And really, Ecuador brought me down to coach them as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, whereas it's. Well, at the time when I started, we didn't have really support. But since we went outside and played internationally, they started, you know, I, I won those junior worlds. And, you know, the government then was like, all right, you know, Racquetball is doing good. So we're going to sponsor Racquetball. And, and it's like your job. You know, I've been doing this for so many years and I was getting paid, uh, you know, a monthly salary and you make a living with that, mm -hmm. which is different than here. Oh, very right different now. than here. Sudsy and I have talked about that quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, USA doesn't. Even our Olympic athletes, they're not really on a monthly stipend. They actually, you know, these international athletes, they get paid to be professional or, or elite athletes. And it's, it's pretty amazing. You know, I kind of touched on it, how important it really is internationally. I was living in Ecuador in the first three months and I'm shaking hands with the president of the country. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was a racquetball thing. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So um, I, I want to get a little bit back into this. We're going to go back into your history. Um, in, in men's tennis and in women's tennis, again, I apologize for the... the, uh, the, the it's the, a little the, slower than what we do. Yeah, of, of course. Now, in men's tennis, you play a, a best of five. In women's, you play a best of three. There are a couple of little minor different rules. Are there any different rules from the ladies' professional racquetour and what the men would do? Is everything exactly the same? No, the rules no. are the same, yeah. In the women's pro tour and the men's pro tour, it's, it's the same. We play by the same scoring system for now, but there is some talk that internationally they're going to change that scoring system, go to rally scoring. They think it's going to simplify it a little bit for the viewer. Uh, they also think it's, it's going to go a little bit quicker. And ultimately, I think there's a little bit chasing the Olympic dream still, and they think that might help. So how does your strategy change um, from a, a service-only point to a rally point which, where, where, where the person on defense could get a point? That's a great point. Yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, we're, I think all the athletes now, we're trying to figure that out. Sure. We don't really know, you know, these, they just changed the rule. And I think everybody's a little bit concerned because that's not our sport, to right. be honest. And so I think everybody's going to start practicing different and, and just figure it out. What's well, the strategy? What's the, you know, what's the deal in the rally scoring? Yeah, we, we won't be playing that at the Vero Beach sure. tournament, uh, but it is, it has been implemented immediately into the International Racquetball Federation. So that's the IRF. It's okay. But the women's pro tour and the men's pro tour, they're still with the traditional, you can only score when you're serving. So coming from a big baseball fan, there have been a lot of changes in Major League Baseball with some of the rules and the in, in extra innings. You start with a guy on second, um, stuff like that. And just like you said, that's not the sport. 
This is before we grew up with. Look at when we watch NFL, right? Right, yeah, a lot of things change. Uh, The overtime rules in NFL, yeah. So coming from a, a, a professional athlete in this sport, what is the overall consensus? Do, do, do the athletes like it or not? Or are they kind of bucking you guys because, you know? Yeah, I think right now everybody's a little bit uh, concerned because we don't know. We, we haven't played a tournament like that. We have no idea what's going to happen, you know? And so I think everybody, I think now that the girls are coming for the LPRT, I think we're going to talk about it. I'm, I'm sure it's one of the topics, you know, and eventually, you know, if it's good for the sport, all for it, you okay. know, we'll do it. Right. That's fine. If it helps if you get the Olympics, fine. Exactly. Let's Got do it. it. We'll figure it out. But it's, if it's not, you know, you're changing a whole thing for really no reason. Right. You know, right. so. Yeah, I think a lot of players right now, you know, we, we've been talking about it too, from a coaching standpoint and a competitive standpoint. We're not really sure yet which way to go, you know, because we always want to be good at serve return or when you're serving, but it does change things. You know, sure. when you have a big lead, all of a sudden, you know, trying to come back from a big lead, you might take away the comeback a little bit. I was talking this morning uh, to one of the players that will be here. She's the number one player in the U.S. Uh, and she hates the rule, but sure. she hasn't even played it yet. So right. she doesn't know. Right. But So we'll see, you know, but what Veronica said is right. Listen. All of us in racquetball, if it's going to help the sport in any way, whether it's Olympics, whether it's, you know, uh, more notoriety, whether it's more awareness, we're all for it. Sure. You know, Got so. It. Got it. All right. So a little strategy here. Go ahead and hit the ball. I want to hit the ball a little bit and kind of talk about something. Yeah. So when I've been hitting, I've been aiming for the middle. Okay. I've heard you say, I don't know, five or six times, don't hit the middle. <laughs> Where is the perfect spot on the wall, or is there one, where you want to hit? So there's not really a perfect spot, so to speak. You know, it's a fast-moving game. We used to say it was the fastest-moving game in the world. And we're running around, you know, elite athletes trying to go get balls, and we're hitting the ball, whether the men are hitting it at 170 miles per hour plus, and some of the ladies at 130, 140 miles per hour plus, we're basically to dumb it all the way down, trying to hit it away from our opponent. Sure. Right? And this so, is a small area. Again, if you've never been on a racquetball court and you were actually watching this, what, what are the dimensions of a court? So you got 20 feet wide by 40 feet long by 20 feet high. So 20 by 40. So you've got an 800 square foot space, which is, I mean, a little bigger than my garage. And you've got a, a um, world-class Olympic athletes that we talked about are would be good at any sport just because of yeah. the athletic need uh, to be on here. And you're trying to hit it away from <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And they're really, actually, you know, it's funny, I said 20 by 40, but they're really in a 20 by 20 space or a 20 by 15 space. How do you hit it away from them? Right. Well, you, you know, you have to try to hit the ball the lower possible, the lowest you can, you know, so make that person move up move and then you've got back here to play exactly. with. Gotcha. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. That's that's actually pretty so, good right there. It's so, that simple, yeah. So I've been hitting the ball to avoid Andy and our camera. I've been hitting kind of high, but that is not the strategy. The strategy is to get low well, and, and, and maybe ping it around some of these yeah. corners. Yeah, when, when, when we coach or when I coach or when we're playing, what we're trying to do is we cut the court into three, three pieces, basically. All right? And you have, you know, the right side here. You have a big middle here. And then you have a far left side. Ultimately, we want to try to get those balls running down the lines and passes and cross courts because we want to move our opponents laterally, side to side, and then open up the court so that we can go for that aggressive kill shot where we're aiming lower. You know, it's risk-reward. 
because we aim low, but if we miss it and it skips, it's their point or a side out. Sure. So we are, we're kind of playing chess at a really fast speed, moving, 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 and then boom, now attack. You know, there's something that we always say, patience, recognition, execution. Okay. And I say you can use that in business also. Oh, when 100%. we're playing in the match, we're doing that super, super quick. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so there's some more strategy there. Um, before I forget, because I, I will forget, do you guys do lessons out here? <laughs> like, can I come and learn from you guys all this stuff? Absolutely, yeah, okay. Vero Fitness, we do, we do private lessons. Sometimes uh, we'll do group lessons. We travel a lot, so we kind of set schedules and, and work with individuals to say, hey, when is it good for you? And then we'll try to set these, some things up, but we absolutely do. And we're, we want to build the junior program also. One of the best things about racquetball is that it's going to help any team player, especially junior athletes that are here in Vero Beach. And I know there's a lot of great junior athletes around. Racquetball is going to help you. If you play a team sport and then you come play an individual sport where it's just you, you're going to learn accountability and responsibility real quick. You can't blame your teammates. You're not blaming your coaches. It's not the ref's fault. Don't be afraid. Come out, you know, and, and enjoy it. Racquetball is our passion and our love, and that's what brought us together. And, you know, we would love to share it with, with your listeners and viewers. Sure. What I've also realized in the half an hour we've been here moving around is I'm using every muscle in my body. <laughs> I mean, this is not, you know, and we talked a little bit about baseball. I want to get into that with the swing and you know, throwing and all that. But if you play year-round baseball and you're right-handed, right? You're really working this and that, that's about it. But here, my legs, I mean, I've, I've seen you do a backhand where you almost like look like an ax was coming down. I mean, you're using all of your muscles and it really, I think, probably makes you better at all those other sports as well. So if you're a baseball player, football player, a basketball player, you could probably use this as an activity to, to help kind of balance out uh, the muscle mass in your body, for better, lack of better terms. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, at the professional level, at the, the women's, on the women's tour, on the men's tour, and even on the amateurs, racquetball players historically are really good athletes. And the way we define an athlete is the ability to go out and be somewhat competitive in any sport that's, you know, dropped in front of you. And racquetball is super unique in the sense that, right, we are, we're using, it's an aerobic and anaerobic sport, first of all, right? It's, it's go, 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 and then it's slow but you're still using your aerobic muscles and blood and oxygen. And then you're also changing direction, right? So we're changing direction a lot. Ball's over here, now it's over here. You have to stay low. So believe me, a lot of times you play racquetball for the first time, no matter what you play, you are using muscles and tendons and things that you've probably never used. I think I'm going to be a little tired tomorrow. I'm not going to lie. We still have tomorrow. Um, yeah, let's hit around and then I want to ask you about your background, Sudsy. We talked a little bit about Veronica and Ecuador and how she, uh, how she got into to racquetball and her father building the courts. But, uh, I mean, how does somebody grow to become the five-time number one player in the world? Let's see if we can pick that one up. Uh, oh, I got him. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> One thing we promised were was that we would not hit Andy. So <laughs> we hit Andy. We, we did but not. But it was me, and it was at five miles an hour. <laughs> and, and it wasn't in the face. So, Sati, let's talk about your background. How did you get into racquetball? How did you get professional? I mean, again, five-time number one player in the world in anything is, is quite the accomplishment. Talk about that. Yeah, I grew up in New York City and always super competitive. Uh, my, my parents were part owners of some health clubs and which had many racquetball courts in Staten Island and in Brooklyn. My best friend, Jason Menino, who uh, we grew up together, was 
playing racquetball at an early age. Believe it or not, I think he got on the court when he was about two and a half, three years old with a racket. That's almost like Veronica. You know, yeah, just learning it and seeing it. And when we were about six or seven, those competitive juices really started kicking in. And quite frankly, you know, we would go to the racquetball club and we could play baseball and football and tag and everything outside. But we'd get in here and he would kick my ass. And I would lose sleep. I remember vividly at like six, seven years old, man, I, I just want to beat Jason. That's all I wanted to do. And, you know, at the time, racquetball was booming. It was the early 80s. It was, it was really doing well nationally. Uh, there was a lot of money. There was a, a lot of, uh, everybody was paying attention to it. You had a lot of famous athletes. You had a lot of celebrities. Uh, rock, I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, you know, playing racquetball on a cover of a magazine. And it was, it was going well, and I was just really loving the sport. I was playing a lot of tennis, too, at the time, and I was excelling in tennis. And I'll, I remember at 10 years old, you know, both coaches, I had a racquetball, not really a coach, but more of like a friend, Ruben. And he, they both kind of said more so the tennis guy, you need to pick, you know, hey, you should, you want to play tennis or racquetball? For me, it was a no-brainer. This was just more fun. It was fast. It was loud and aggressive. And I still smack the tennis ball around with Veronica sometimes, but, you know, it was, that's what happened. And then really the rest is history. I I won my first junior national title when I was eight years old up in Poughkeepsie, New York, and then continued on forever. And it's been part of my life since then. And it's given me the best things in life and I'll continue to do it as long as we have courts. (laughs) Well, again, thank you, Vera Fitness, for letting us shoot this podcast here. These courts are beautiful. You guys have done a great job out here. And I, again, I used the racquetball courts probably 20 years ago. And I think it was the same floors from 20 years ago when I was here. Until so, now. Yeah, so these things are cool. So back in the, uh, all right, so early 80s, you're a kid, you're getting into it. What, at that time, what did the progression look like of going from a junior champion to a professional or to, how does that work? I mean, are there a minor leagues of the racquetball? Uh, yeah, no. So it works the same for both the men and the women. And, you know, you play in the amateurs, you could enter professional events, you could enter and if you can qualify and get into the main draw, now you're in the main draw where you might win some prize money potentially or not. And I played throughout my amateurs, I played all the junior nationals, I played junior world championships, high school nationals they have. And, you know, when I was 17, 18, I made the U.S. team. I played in uh, in the Pan American Games in Argentina for the U.S. in 1995. And then from there, I signed a professional contract to play racquetball professionally with Head Pen Racket Sports. And I stayed there, and it was a pretty similar run. You can, you can do both, um, and that's, that's how you did it. Anybody can try to get there. Right. I'm, I'm going to try. I mean, do from, from your, from your lessons at 37 years old, I am going to – no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to try. <laughs> yeah, but I am going to come out here and play a lot more often. So, yeah, I've been out here running around. This is fun. Yeah, you Exercise and trying to lose some weight. So this is yeah. It's, I mean, racquetball is an amazing sport. You know, that's some things that people don't know. Other than all the greatness we're talking about, if you can get a chance to watch it at the highest level, check it out. But also just come out and have fun. There's a bunch of people now that come. A bunch of members. They're coming here and looking to play. You know, from a workout standpoint, it's second to only swimming on an average hourly rate of losing calories. You know, I think racquetball is at 700 calories per hour, an average 20 minute game. Whereas swimming might be 800. I don't, I'm not, don't quote me on that. But it's just a great sport. It's a great game for parents, for juniors. Get them out here. It's going to teach them, you know, a lot of good life lessons. Great. I've asked all the questions I was going to ask. I didn't know if you guys had anything else that you wanted to add to this. I think this has been 
one of the funnest podcasts I think I've done. <laughs> again, if you guys have anything you want to add, I know the LPRT February 17th through 19th is going to be here. Um, brand new floors here at Vero Fitness. What else do you guys have? Anything? Yeah, no, I, I just want to thank you because you, you do a great job. And I think uh, it's good to have you here part of the whole, you know, experience. You, you get to see a different scenario and different, you know, things in the core that, that you'll be like, oh, this is cool, you know? I'm oh, yeah. Well, thank you so guys thank for you. having me. Yeah, this is yeah. been a blast. Come check it out. You know, what, what I would say is you're doing a great job, Curtis, for Vero Beach, which is super important. And anybody that sees it or doesn't see it, talk about it. You know, invite them. Let them come watch. It's going to be the 17th, 18th, and 19th. You'll see some of the most amazing female athletes on the planet doing what they do best. We're going to be running all day, you know, 9 a.m. to probably 9 p.m. on the 17th and 18th, especially junior athletes, junior girl athletes. You know, they're, they're easy to be inspired by and motivated by. We have a daughter together, and we can't wait for her to watch some of her friends and competitors because we know, you know, how that can make a difference in their life. And we're excited that it's going to be here at Vero Fitness. You know, thank you to obviously them and Vero Beach. We, we hope, you know, next year and the future as we move forward, Vero Beach as a community wants to be more involved and be part of it as well. Yeah, well, you guys have done a wonderful job here. Thank you guys for coming in, doing the stuff with the courts, doing the lessons, really bringing this part of the club back. And uh, I think you guys have been awesome. Thank you guys uh, very much for, and again, for having me. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank Andy, of course. Yeah, Andy, thanks. Oh, what do we got? In the bag? Oh, let me grab it. What's in the bag? I don't know. What's in the bag, man? I don't know what's in the bag, Andy. What's in the bag? What's in the box? What is it? What, what is it? Oh, we got some gifts. Oh, nice. Oh. Really? Oh, let's see. I'm going to guess that's for oh, you. That's, oh, thank you. This is awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. I'm going to guess that's for you. No way. What else we got? You got a camera in here, Andy? Oh, that's awesome. I don't know how to drop the racket. Oh, you got to be We got some shirts. I love the colors. They're so cool. I see. I got to get my phone. I I took a picture of you, Curtis, standing here, and and the number one woman player, Kalani, she goes, I love those shirts. I said, well, he'll be here. What size does she wear? I'll bring her one. When you see her, that's for you. The medium, I think. I love because everything has my name. That's cool. There you go. Oh, it's so cool. Cool. Yeah, well, thank you guys again. Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. Super cool. Thank you. Right there. Cool. Love it. We'll be used. Do it now. Are there any rules of what we can or can't put in these? No, no, no. No rules at all. You can do a little Malbec in this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. For me. This is great. Hey, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. So, again, that's going to do it from us here at Vero Fitness on the new racquetball courts. I'm with Sudsy and Veronica. Like I said, the Babe Ruth and the Serena Williams of uh, racquetball. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that I didn't just dominate them, but if you watch the whole thing, maybe you'll see my skills. A little Thank bit. you. Thank you for, for showing us that. Yeah. Thank, Thank you guys for watching and for listening. We'll catch you next time.